I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. I was offline for a hot second, but I'm back. And now we're going to start the show. As I sit here looking at the crowd pour out of the Prudential Center from the Devils game tonight where they sadly lost, I'm playing theme music for the side show and the carnival act that has become those in power of this country as we watch it crumble and the people of the country will be let down by those who are supposed to be watching out for their welfare and well-being. Everything I say on this podcast, and I am your host, Larry Kay, everything I say on this podcast is strictly my opinion as a private citizen and in my private capacity as a private citizen. On my own time, nothing I say in any way reflects the opinions or positions of any other person or any other organization. I do not speak to you in any official capacity of any sort. I'm talking to you as a private citizen discussing matters of public concern. We currently have an active shooter situation in Maine. We have a piece of human excrement, another insect, who thinks a large rifle makes him a human being and a man when he is anything but running rampant and shooting indiscriminately, it appears. We don't know for sure it's indiscriminately, but it seems that way. People at a bowling alley, people at a bar, and he's still on the loose. Because the individuals in power in this country refuse to do a damn thing about access to guns by people who shouldn't have them. And even when certain states go way far in regulating firearms to the point that law-abiding citizens have trouble accessing them, the state next door is so loose with them that they flood into the strict states like water from the river across an artificial border. And what's even more insidious about this plague of gun violence, what's even more insidious and disgusting about it, is that these mass shootings, these mass shootings are just the tip of the iceberg. They're just what gets all the media attention. The deaths from the mass shootings that happen so randomly, so sporadically, that's just what gets everybody to pay attention. But what's even more insidious that goes on in this country is that every single day, every day in this country, people are dying from gun violence in every single city across this entire nation and no one even bats an eye. So the egregiousness of the situation is on full display When you have this piece of garbage in Maine running around shooting people. People who were just trying to make it through their lives the best they could. Spend time with their families. Share some love and some joy in this world. Get their lives snuffed out because some piece of filth had access to a gun when he shouldn't have.
because we've got a problem in this country with social media. We've got a problem in this country with access to guns. We've got a problem in this country with narcissism. We've got a problem in this country with greed. We've got a problem in this country with being self-serving. We just elected, or we sure as hell didn't, but our United States House just elected a guy named, as Matt Gates referred to today on a radio show, as MAGA Mike Johnson, as the Speaker of the House of Representatives, proudly proclaiming his support for a movement, the leader of which is indicted currently for attempting to steal a free election. And there is a large contingent of Americans who call themselves patriots who are applauding this, even though we learned as far back as preschool that America was a free country and stealing free elections was probably pretty un-American. Matt Gates, who looks like the guy who used to get shoved into lockers in high school, but used to be a peeping Tom looking into the girls' gym dressing room and drawing weird sexual photos in his notebook, but then grew up and got a second-rate job selling second-rate insurance, got a cheap suit from J.C. Penney's, combed his hair a little bit weird, and started thinking and talking like he's slick, all of a sudden hitting you up in your DM, seeing if you need any kind of life insurance, that loser orchestrated a basic coup in the House of Representatives, and I don't mean that literally. This isn't a literal coup like Donald Trump tried to orchestrate. This was a legal coup he tried to do, and he won. He, won. he got away with it. You think MAGA Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House of Representatives, is going to do a damn thing about access to guns at the federal level? Do you think that guy has any freaking desire to do a damn thing except offer his thoughts and prayers? Because he's another evangelist, nothing against religious people, but this is a secular government that we have here. I hate to break it to you. And if your prayers are so powerful that they should control women's bodies and control everything, then why are your prayers not powerful enough to solve the gun problem in this country? Maybe you should legislate guns and death the same way you want to legislate uteruses, and maybe I'll see you as a better Christian. How about that? How about that? And let's face it, the Democrats, and see, somebody says the Republican majority will be short-lived. Great, great, wonderful, so nice. And that's, that gets to what I'm talking about, right? The Democrats in the House, they had a respectable human being, Mike Emmer, a respectable human being, somebody who was a conservative, had conservative values, was a Republican, intelligent, but he voted to certify the election. He's a decent human being. The, the Republican caucus nominated Mike Emmer yesterday. The majority of the Republican caucus said, let's go with a moderate, normal human being and let's make him the speaker. And 30 or so wacko MAGA Republicans were against it and they had a vote. And guess what? The Democrats, you only needed 30 to 40 Democrats to vote for Emmer. And it would have been an absolutely epic tactical thing for the Democrats to do in order to save the country 
and move the country in the right direction. It would have surprised the MAGAs and it would have got a decent human being in the speakership. Probably a step up from McCarthy. Trump didn't want him. Trump was tweeting on his stupid truth social to not do get Emmer, not elect Emmer. All Democrats had to do was be a little bit smart and put country over party and vote for Emmer, and we could have averted the disaster that we're about to go through with MAGA Mike Johnson. But instead of doing that, instead of doing that, Democrats decided that they were going to stay in solidarity and still cast their hollow votes for Hakeem Jeffries. Not because they had such conviction or such principle, not because of that. They did that so that they could run on it next election. They did it so that they could raise money from their liberal donors by pointing their fingers at MAGA Mike Johnson and saying, look how extreme they are. Look how terrifying these people are. You have to give me more money for my campaign. Look how scary these people are. You have to reelect me to the House next year. It's not about the country for them. It's about getting reelected. And it's not about getting reelected with some master grand forward thinking plan to save the country from the throes of hell. That's not what it's about. It's about just them as individuals keeping their nice office maybe getting a bigger office if they're in the majority, getting their priorities taken care of so that more of their corporate donors could fleece their pockets and their campaigns and get them elected again and again so they can hang out in D.C. And I got news for you. So they can hang out and drink and watch football games with the same MAGA Republicans who they claim are such evildoers that you need to donate to them to stop. They didn't do it for country. They don't care about country. They don't care about you. How long are we going to sit here and let these incompetent, greedy grifters stay in positions of influence and power across this country while scumbags like the guy in Maine are running amok killing people while guns flood our streets and kill our young men at alarming rates not seen anywhere else across the developed world. How long? How long are we going to fight? Not over whether we should be isolationists or be proactive world police, but based on whatever Donald Trump or Joe Biden says is important, take sides when we know nothing about the issue other than which guy supported it and which guy didn't. How long are we going to have a contingent of people in this country who follow the lead, no matter what he says, of a washed up snake oil salesman, shisty real estate loser who was made off his daddy's money? and was a celeb reality star and nothing else who got indicted and is nothing but a bum. How long are millions going to hang on every word of a loser ignorant like that? How much longer is this country going to last in any semblance of a intelligent, respectable iteration if we keep going down this whole to hell. 
how much longer? Because I'll tell you what, I have absolutely had it. I am sick and tired of turning on the television. Sick and tired of turning on the television and seeing some deranged, suicidal maniac wielding a powerful, friggin' long assault weapon and taking out innocent, unarmed people because he's too much of a loser lame piece of filth to just off himself away from everybody else because nobody cares about his existence anyway. I'm sick of it. Where is the common sense in this country? Where is the common sense? Where is the logical thought? Where is the compromise? Where is the will to just be utilitarian and solve the problems that we face? When are we going to stop arguing over pie-in-the-sky, cultural, nonsensical issues instead of focusing on solving the problems that we have before us? When are we going to do it? Where are the other voices? I'm just some guy in a friggin' apartment in Newark. Where's the other 30, 40, 50, 500, 1,000 people like me? Where's their microphone? Why aren't they speaking up? Why? Where are they? And it's not enough to just say, oh, everybody sucks, it's all corrupt. That's not, that's not what I'm talking about. You think I got some access to some stuff you don't that gives me the information that I have that I relay to you? It's called Google. It's called the news. It's called the New Yorker. It's called the Wall Street Journal. It's called the Atlantic. It's out there. It's called the library. I just read it. And I'm not talking about reading the filth propaganda that they spew out there. If there's an indictment, read the indictment. It's out there. It's public. Don't listen to whoever tells you what it says. You read it. You don't know a word in it? Look it up. You don't know a law? Look it up. There's a police shooting? Read the police reports. Read the indictment. Watch the trial. And then talk. Imagine if thousands of people decided to stop listening to the nonsense that they're fed from whatever their favorite feed is. Or listen to it. Listen to what I say, but then picked up the article I shared because I share them all the time. But I have my doubts that the majority of people who scroll past the headline actually click it and read it. And a lot of times, I got news for you, it's an hour-long article. But I bet you spend 
three times that amount scrolling through social media and TikTok and YouTube all day. I bet you spend more time than that talking about sports per week times 100. Why don't you take an hour a day and read a comprehensive piece of substance? And then why don't you turn on your own microphone and start discussing and disseminating the real information. And then finally, why don't you and everybody who you get to listen to you start trying to point out the BS from the left and from the right and point out every time each side is lying and making up a false narrative, even if it makes you unpopular at first. Why don't you start doing that because me doing it, one or two other people doing it, is never going to be enough. It's got to be collective. It's got to be a group thing. It's got to be a societal wake-up call. We are acting like pawns as we sit here and consume biased partisan media. And we can't even all sit there and look and agree and say, look at this guy. He tried to steal a free election. I probably shouldn't follow him anymore. And look at this other guy. He's so friggin' old. I don't know what's going on. He is the president. He's the current president. It is what it is. And it's nowhere near what the other one did. The other one shouldn't even be allowed to run. But it's crazy to me that we can't come to that conclusion. Why are there not Republicans voting in the primary or being polled in the primary that are going for Ron DeSantis? I'm not saying I like Ron DeSantis, but I'm saying if you like those type of policies, why don't you pull the lever for a guy who at least had military service, is an honorable governor of the state? You can say he's not honorable if you want as a human being. That's your opinion. But if you care about those principles and you like that, and you're anti-woke, whatever else, why don't you pull the lever for somebody who's not under indictment for trying to steal a free election? Who's actually intelligent? What makes you still follow Trump? It's ridiculous. And somebody in the comments says one of the first things is after a mass shooting, both the left and the right rush to try to blame the other supporters. Yeah, I agree with you. Yes. Very good point. You're 100, 150 percent correct. And that's what I've been saying on this show ad nauseum. I say that on this show and I've been saying it on this show. This is episode 75. And I've been saying this on this show for as long as I've been doing this show. You're 100% right because that, see, and that goes to the heart of what I was talking about, about the Speaker of the House election and how it's all political calculations, not what's best for the country. It's all political considerations. It's not what's best for the country. That goes directly to my point. And what I mean is every time there's a mass shooter, you don't have a collective gathering of the minds or meeting of the mind to try to solve the problem. You never have that. What you have instead is if it's some sort of Muslim extremist or a farther left person or somebody who had racist ideas about white people or like the Bernie supporter who shot Steve Scalise at the softball game, 
then you rush to say, oh, look how violent these leftists are. Look how violent these Muslim extremists are. Look at that. Or if it's an immigrant, look how bad the immigrants are. We've got to close the border. But on the other hand, if it's a white male, then of course it's, you know, Trumpism caused this. This is the violence inherently in white males. This is racism at work. This is Asian hate. This is whatever. The fact is that every one of these shooters fit a basic type and profile, and that profile does not adhere to race or political ideology. Flat out. I do think probably statistically more of the shooters are probably white males. And that's something to dig into and analyze in and of itself. But what they have in common, all of these guys, is that they're alone, they're isolated, they're suicidal, and they get a lot of internet clout usually. And they have access to a legal gun when they really should have been flagged and shouldn't have access to a legal gun. That's the traits that they share. But if you break that down more and you do look at the fact that statistically more of these mass shooters are white males, then you delve into suicide statistics, you will find that suicides amongst young people especially are the highest amongst white males. So the suicide thing is a real angle. Why no one is discussing this politically is beyond me because academically, psychologically, medically, this is being discussed, right? And that's what baffles me. There's such a disconnect between actual study, actual research, actual fact, and our politics and our political dialogue. The, the disconnect is immense. The disconnect is insane. And it's difficult to grasp. But then if you look at gun deaths and gun violence amongst Americans, I bet you that statistically a young black male is more likely to be the victim of gun violence, not in a mass shooting, but in street gun violence. And that is its own public health concern. But we don't approach these things intelligently. We don't approach these things empirically. We don't even approach these things philosophically in a serious way. We approach these things tribally, ignorantly, and with an inertia that completely prevents us from recalibrating and fixing any of our problems. And every one of us as human beings are capable of doing better. You know how I know that? Go watch your everyday accountant working. Go watch his support staff. Go watch your everyday plumber working. Go watch her support staff. Go watch your everyday pilot working. Go watch the support staff. Go to any job in this country. Yes, you'll have slackers. Of course you'll have slackers. And that's what we got to really weed out of the society. But you'll have people that when there's a job in front of them, they don't just get all philosophical and tribal and cultural. Half the time, the people you work with, you don't even know what their political beliefs are. And if you do, you put them away if you like them as a good worker or a respectable or competent person at their job because you have a job to do. So the, your personal feelings, your personal religious beliefs, your personal whatever is really not of your concern. Your concern is the task at hand and getting it done. It happens every day across this country and every corner of this country. It's not just at work either. It's your neighbor. It's the guy you helped get push his car out of the snow. It's the old lady that you helped cross the street. It's the person in a medical emergency that you helped. Do you check them to see what their political philosophy is before you do that? 
Do you check what their religion is before you help them? Do you regret helping them because you find out they don't have the same political beliefs as you? The answer is no. So if we can do that every day of our life, every day of our life, why the hell is it so impossible for us to do the same thing to solve our societal ills? We have the mechanism. We are the people. We are the public. And those who are in power from the federal government all the way down are those entrusted and charged with carrying out our solutions as a populace to our societal collective problems. So why can't we put our hands together, put our heads together, slap our hands together, crack our knuckles and get down to work? Why is everything so influenced by some tribal cultural ideology that drives us into absolutely irrational, insane positions? If you were on a ship that was sinking, which is what this society looks like right now, this society resembles a sinking ship. If you were on a ship that was literally sinking and you were going to die and everybody else on that ship was going to die if the ship and you thought you had a good idea that the best way to plug the hole was this way and somebody with more experience or knowledge than you said no 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 I get your idea but if we did it that way it's going to cause an explosion and we're going to go down quicker we should try this way would you sit there and go down with the sinking ship and literally die and drown just to be right just to prove that the other guy doesn't have the answer Or would you pause and listen and say, hmm, that might make sense? Would you say, hmm, that might make sense? So why, when our society is struggling so bad, when there's so many problems, are we more concerned with being right or our feelings and what we initially thought our feelings were rather than the best way to solve a problem. Where is our American ingenuity? Where is our personal humility? Where is our compassion for our neighbor? And I'm not even saying this as some altruistic sermon. I'm saying this as self-survival common sense, self-survival, common sense. Where is it? And the suspect in the multiple shootings in Maine is still on the run. They have a mugshot of him from the Lewiston Police Department. Of course, this guy has been on police's radar before. What else is new? How he got that huge gun that I saw in the picture is anybody's guess. And apparently some of the individuals who were hurt are going to Boston because, as you may not know, Maine used to, at one point in our history, be a part of Massachusetts. And so despite how far it is, you still might have to go to Boston for some serious trauma treatment.
And I see in the comments somebody saying, you know, no one wants to fix the problems. It's too much effort. I agree with that. I agree with that. I also think they don't want to fix the problems because their incentive is to remain in power. And their incentive is to keep garnering more vehement support from their supporters so that they can stay fat cats and hang out and be in power, right? Because if you're any kind of politician, the angrier the people who support you get at the other side, the more supportive they become of you. And the more supportive they become of you, the more money they're going to donate to your campaigns. The more support they're going to show you, right? And if there's some enemy outside of you that they hate, and they think you're their person who attacks the enemy, they're going to support you even more. So they're going to create and maintain this anger because it keeps them in the position that they're in and it keeps them with vehement, angry support. Look no further than House Democrats this week. By making MAGA Mike the speaker... They have an enemy, and when they have an enemy, they can get donations and support from the Democratic voters in their districts. But it's no different than what Donald Trump does. If you ask most Trump supporters why they love Trump so much, or if you get into arguments with Trump supporters, you'll rarely hear about the merits of how great Donald Trump is as a person and what a respectable individual that he is and how much they just absolutely love him. If you watch Donald Trump's speeches, they're not speeches, they're stand-up comedy acts is what they are, his rallies, as he calls them. They're not about the substance of what he's going to do to help us or help them. The one commonality in arguing with Trump supporters and Trump rallies is they're always about how much they hate liberals, how much they hate libtards, how much they hate, you know, the globalists. How much they hate the immigrants. How much they hate the wokers. It's not about how much they love Trump. It's how much they hate the other guy. See, so the what has happened, and it's happened organically. There is no huge, there is no huge, and exactly, he'll say he owns the lid. There is no huge conspiracy not one huge conspiracy this is organic this is the confluence of politicians local and national people who are clout chasers in their own social circles media entities and social media companies and tech pros in their algorithms especially AI, figuring out organically and largely independently of each other, but sometimes in conjunction as they look over at each other to see what's working. Over the last 10 to 15, 20 years, they have found out that the best way to gain the support of their followers the best way to get attention on their news channel, the best way to generate clicks on their content online is to build some enemy and negativity that people hate that will draw them to them and their content and their movement 
and their campaign and whatever else. You don't see people saying, I go to sleep at night with my gun. I love my gun. Oh, so much. You hear them say, you're not taking my gun. You don't hear people say, look, I respect your right to the gun. We do have a problem here. No, you, you hear them say, oh, you're, you don't need, we're taking your gun. We're banning it. It's always an action against the other person because negativity sells better than any other commodity and any other marketing tool that humanity has at its disposal. And now it's not just humanity that's using it on itself. It's AI that's using it on itself with these algorithms. And these algorithms generate clicks. And these clicks influence what the humans in the media put in the media and why they put it in the media and how they put it in the media. That's what's going on. But we're all fully capable of withdrawing from that and doing better. And I agree with this, this commenter here. America needs more choices than coalition governments would be formed if no one party got the majority. And that's what you see in parliamentary systems. I think that our founding fathers, I don't know how this happened. It used to be more organic, right, where you would have a two-party system and now, look, we have an identity on the individual they're looking for. Robert Card, 40 years old. Robert Card, 40 years old. There's pictures of him fishing and pictures of him with mug shots and just pictures of him out and about. Robert Card. Robert Card, 40 years old. He was in prison and he was released. I'm pretty sure they're saying he was in prison and he was released. What else is new with that as well? They are looking for Robert Card, 40. He is probably armed and dangerous. Robert Card, look him up online. Get his identity in your head. He is wanted. If you're anywhere near the New England area, make sure you keep your eyes open. Robert Card. We're looking for Robert Card. He is the active shooter wanted in Maine. Robert Card, I pray. I pray they get him alive and he is brought to justice. I am sick and tired of these guys going out in a blaze of what they think is glory because that's exactly what they want. If we started apprehending many more of these people and perhaps sentencing them to death so that they had to reflect upon it and go out with a whimper instead of a blaze of glory, maybe we could deter some of this nonsense. Robert Card. But at the end of the day, we have the capacity we have the capacity to do better in this country. And I really wish we would do better in this country. How long? Because you know tomorrow. You know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know what's going to happen tomorrow. Tomorrow, somebody's going to say, oh, our thoughts and prayers are with the victims. We have so many thoughts. We feel so bad for these families. Now let's get back to fighting about the debt deal. You know that's what's going to happen. They're not going to give this as much time as it deserves. They're not going to give it the attention it deserves. And Rick, welcome. I don't know which, which comments you were, but now I can see you. Finally found this, been listening on Facebook. And I'm sorry because I haven't gone live in so long. 
But the new medium of choice, at least for now, is Facebook. I mean, YouTube. Even though I hate YouTube for my own reasons, because YouTube is full of it, too, with AI. And they're trying to screw the little guy. But YouTube is really the, the new uh, medium we have here when I do go live. And I was planning, I honestly probably wasn't going to go live until the 100th episode. And I wasn't planning on doing episodes this quickly. But the news and the craziness that's been going on has been just so intolerable and so rampant that I had to get back on the mic more frequently because I just can't stand it anymore. I really, I really can't. So if you guys haven't done so, make sure you go back and check out my episode from this morning, which was episode 74. And it was autumn news update number one. This is going to be episode 75, which is going to be autumn news update number two, because it looks like this fall, while it's my favorite season, also has a whole lot of craziness going on that we're going to need to discuss. And don't worry if you've been on since 15 minutes in, because I think I spent about 10 minutes yelling at the air, because again, the way this streaming device works with YouTube, uh, you have to put yourself into the live stream or it's not actually transmitting what you're saying which I have to be honest with you, I think it was probably a good one because I was so incensed earlier that when I turned this mic on, I just went off. So, Rick, it might have been you. It sounds like something you'd say. Somebody said, is this thing on, on the Facebook comments? And at that point, I kind of checked and looked and realized no one was hearing anything. And so I actually restarted it and did my normal intro, and it's much more presentable now. And yes, this episode will also be released as a regular podcast on every medium and all mediums. And I do thank everybody who is listening for listening. It's much appreciated. Keep sharing this stuff, man. We have our movement. We are friends outside of this podcast, most of us too. We've got to get this beyond there. We've got to make this a grander movement, not just with the podcast, but with this way of thinking, this way of debating, this way of pe keeping people accountable, we really have to do that. Seriously. Right now I'm kind of calming down because I got a lot of this out of my system. For as the body without the spirit is dead... So faith without works is dead also. James 2.26. That's a, that's a great passage. That's a great passage. I love that. That's, that's very, I like that a lot. Very, very, very good. People who are out here claiming how Christian they are, but their only action religiously is to attack somebody else or to enact some law that restricts somebody else without solving a problem or doing good in the world. What are you doing? We should all be out there contributing, especially if we have the ability, the time, and the prowess. Yeah, I know you. I bet you didn't. I, now I know who that is, that Facebook user. I wish I knew that's why on there. Which I had first 10 minutes of yelling, rolling on the floor left. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people wish they could have heard that, but I think I'm glad it's not out there. Because I was already thinking I'd have to scrap the episode as soon as I got off because it was just a venting session instead of a legitimate, you know, discussion of what was going on. But look, guys, we got to do better, man. 
and and it starts on individual levels. I mean, in your day to day life, man, I don't care what your job is. I don't care what your volunteer work is, whatever it is, there's some way and opportunity for you to put positive energy, understanding energy, educational energy out into the world. There really is. Really. And yes, I like to get the this is part of this is therapy. Part of this show is therapy. And I'm glad you guys have tuned in. I, I've seen the stats. People are tuning in on the pre-recorded versions. You know, I've been, I'm so damn busy because, and I'm not saying this to talk about what I do in a prideful or boastful way. I'm saying I am doing so many things in so many different directions. Some of them benefit myself. But a lot of them, even the things you might think are enjoyable to me, they are enjoyable to me. But there are people that participate and contribute to those things that I do, whether it be podcasts on other subjects, whether it be my volunteer work with the Newark Public Library or my volunteer work mentoring or whatever else it is that I'm doing or just helping people with problems they have and questions they have. I take a lot of time to do that. So it's hard for me to go live as much as I used to, but I do plan on getting back more consistent. Live. It could be six months from now. It could be two years from now. But this show is not going. This community is, is definitely not going. That's for damn sure. It's just, you know, I got to check in when I can check in because there's so much going on. This damn but let's, let's hope they get Robert Card in custody. And I don't think I can really say anything else without just completely beating a dead horse at this point. I think the message is clear. And I think, you know, the message is, speaks for itself. Please re-listen to this, especially if you only heard parts of it. But please re-listen to this. Please share this with other people. Please repeat what I said in your own way to those around you, family and friends, and even strangers. We have to do better, and I'm not going to stop beating this drum because 22, I at least so far, innocent people were killed in Maine on this random beautiful fall Wednesday night for no reason. For no reason. And we're definitely getting, well, don't even, look, political action bracken and the live shows are definitely 100% coming back, 100% coming back. Next year in the election, year, you know, as the primaries are going, I want to get the political action bracket back in. It's funny because I already thought about that. I already thought about getting bracket back in. Like, it was yesterday or earlier today, I talked to him about some stuff, and it crossed my mind, like, yeah, we're definitely getting political action bracket back on. Because that dude just really has a, he's just such a great addition to the show. And I also have part two of Rick's interview, by the way, which I've talked to him about. But Rick has had something cooking for a little bit now. And I think it's on the burner kind of collecting its flavor and simmering a little bit. But Rick's got something coming. And I've been waiting to get Rick on for that special thing that Rick's got for us. And I'm excited about it. I'm also getting Elliot Fan on here very soon. Because Elliot Fant just came out, if you weren't aware, with a book. And the book is incredible, you know, visually, content-wise, intellectually, artfully. And he has requested specifically to come on Logic and Larry and discuss this book and tell you guys about it. So we are definitely getting Elliot 
on here soon too. And I know the energy of the live shows and the live shows in general, people like it. So we're gonna we're gonna do the live shows. But keep looking out for the recorded episodes too, because they are gonna continue to drop. Now this autumn news update series is gonna keep coming. And it's gonna be episodes of Logic and Larry, but it's gonna keep coming. Because if we're not talking about it, and if I'm not coming out and doing it, then who the hell is? Who the hell is? Let's get Robert Card and lock his ass up, and then let's hold our public officials accountable for once and change something. And it's not going to happen tomorrow. It probably won't happen with this Congress. It probably won't happen with this president. It definitely ain't happening with Donald Trump. He comes back and gets elected. It might not happen in the next two years, three years, or five years. But in our lifetimes, let's get something done. And if we can't get it done ourselves by being in office or actually deciding things, let's influence people, influence hearts, influence minds, and help start the change and the butterfly effect chain reaction that actually makes something happen. It's all of our responsibility as thinking, intelligent, self-sufficient, money-earning individuals in a society. And you don't have to hearken to some deeper ideology of what America is or whatever, just the present society that you live in. And it can be as small as your block or as large as the whole country or the whole world. You have a responsibility if you're a thinking, capable person to have a positive influence as best you can. Today is the youngest you will ever be. Time is bleeding. Get to work now. Look at the poor people who passed away today. I'm sure they didn't wake up this morning expecting that. You never know when it's coming. It's sad that that's how it is. It's sad how that is in general. But it should tell you that there's no better time to get started than now, whether it's a project you're working on that'll influence minds, whether it's something you've been meaning to do, whether it's deciding to click share this podcast or not, whether it's to start that new project or not, whether it's to go to that meeting with friends or not, convene this group that you decided to start or not, speak out on a topic or not, do a kind act or not, volunteer down the block or not, do it. Just do it. When you go to sleep the next day, I promise you, you will have a sense of accomplishment so much greater than if you had procrastinated. I guarantee it. And if we all live with that philosophy and push our attention and energy towards positive ends, we can make My genuine prayers and my genuine thoughts, as well as my action, and I am an actionable human being, are with all of you and with the sad situation in Maine and with this country and our struggling body politic. I bid you all a good night and I will talk to you very soon. Larry Kay.